We wish to acknowledge the Wadarong people of the Kulin Nation and the Boonarong people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded and produced. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Minogue fans. We recognise that these lands have always been a place of storytelling through music. Greetings, dance floor darlings. You're listening to This Is Disco, a monthly Danny and Kylie Minogue commentary podcast with your hosts Adam Eve and Eliza Day. The kettle's probably on. It's true. I love it. I love it. You gotta hear this song. A wombat. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to yet another Minogue Monday here on This Is Disco. I am Adam Eve, and I'm, of course, joined by my lovely co-host, the wonderful Eliza Day. Hello, Dahl. How are you going? Hello. Yes, it is yet another Minogue Monday. It was, <laughs> it was literally just two Mondays ago that we were here. Mm-hmm. So we were just sticking around and bringing it home hard at the end of the year. <laughs> We've got quite the show planned for everybody today. Quite an exciting show. We're speaking to three absolute legends who have been on the show before. I know. I can't believe any of these people have even been on once. <laughs> right, right. Let alone that each of them have been on more than once. Some of them twice and thrice. So, right. yeah. But- very so we've much. got, we're going to be speaking to Terry Ronald, of course. We're also going to be speaking to Drag Race star Ian Masterson. <laughs> and also joining us for this conversation is none other than Danny Minogue. Oh, the, the ultimate disco trio to wrap up with a grand finale of our Neon Knights uh, series, I yes, guess. Is, yes. It's like been a sort of sub-series throughout the year. So right. we so thought looking- it was... Best to finish on them. Yes, yes. And we're looking forward to your hearing that. Before we do, there is some news. What's been going on? World of Minogue. Bloody, bloody, blah. Since we last spoke 30 seconds ago. I know. It's funny. Well, as you were saying before we, you know, went on air, as it were, it was like, well, there can't be any news. We were just here. But, of course. There, of course. Of course there is. Because um, when we were recording last time, Vegas hadn't opened yet. Mm. So, that has now open so obviously there's the set list so we don't need to go track by track we're not going to do that but um vegas high i did want to ask how you feel about your favorite track being just pumped love it live in vegas as it should be so good and you and i are both elvis fans so Mm. that was very very Wonderful to hear. Uh, Can't help falling in love with you by our Kylie and Minogue. Just beautiful. So, yeah, it's similar set list to I think you know similar songs and stuff that have been seen in recent set lists and stuff like that. So Mm. yeah, exceptional uh, work by Team Kylie. So absolutely, yes, amazing. Um, And whilst she was in Vegas, she did the opening of the uh, F1 Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. I did see that. Yes, um, we did have a few DMs of people um, alerting us to the emergency that was going on in Vegas a couple of weekends ago, and that was that Carol and Ron were spotted. Oh. <laughs> and I do appreciate uh, getting those, those DMs. That's the DMs I'm after. Bloody um, hell. And it is correct that it was an emergency. 
So, uh, yes, if you spotted Carol and Ron, by all means, um, we're, our DMs are open. <laughs> so, right. Well, um, I thought you were going to say the emergency was the arrival of the body language vinyl. Oh, no, we're getting to that. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah, screaming yeah. <laughs> screaming about that. I'm just still, still in Vegas and... Um, also, Kylie sweeping awards. She won the Best Aussie Act at the EMAs, the ARIA for Best Pop Release with uh, Padam Padam. I mean, it's a, it's a big year for our Kyles. Yeah. But yes, let's get to the most important news that um, uh, we did it, show. Our manifesting <laughs> <laughs> techniques are still working. Um, if anyone would like to revisit our body language episode from almost two years ago, where we <laughs> began the manifesting process of a body language 20th anniversary vinyl, um, that is now upon us and you can pre-order it. So I think that's coming in Feb. Something like that? Sure. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, so much news. I can't remember which dates are which. But yeah, yes. yeah. So, so exciting. I think one of the vinyls is red. You can get a black one, but then there's red as yes, well. Like yes, yes. Re- red-blooded. Red-blooded vinyl. Yes, yes, yes. I'm hoping there'll be a chocolate one as well. Just that's what know. other people were asking, but uh, to be honest, I don't, I'm not looking for any vinyl that's coloured as poo. Look, I, I think body language is one I just want on... Black. Black vinyl, just for that whole aesthetic. Yeah. Anyway, um, Mm. so that's all the Kylie news. Uh, Danny, of course, is continuing bringing a lot of gorgeous things on QVC UK, Mm. all her winter and a lot of Christmas stuff on there. It's gorgeous, a lot of sparkly disco things for your Mm. festive season. And, of course, uh, Target Australia has all some great uh, summer outfits and stuff for your Christmas barbecues by the beach and all that fun stuff. I think that's all the news. I'm sure I've missed something. Probably, um, but... We've got we've got some pretty great news to come with for us. Oh, hang on, we've got some pretty great stuff coming up ahead of news anyway. Now with what we're planning to play everyone this episode. I know. Now we should say also that we recorded this months ago, as in like mm. I think August. So there's yeah. there's going to be a few things in there that uh, we're all kind of talking about. Like I think we talk about the um, the Danny in store that was forthcoming in London. Now, obviously, that's been right. gone. Yeah. Um, so if you're thinking, what are they talking about? No, there's not another in-store coming. It's just that this was recorded a lifetime ago, it feels. Correct. Um, <laughs> and also in um, Minogue adjacent news, because we do have Ian Masterson on, um, he has, I think it's with Lorraine. This is all UK news, so I'm not. It's part of um, some change in check... Um, a thing in the UK with in regards to breast cancer. Oh. So with the Change and Check Choir, which was formed with women who discovered that they had breast cancer through this campaign, oh, wow. and Joss Stone, Ian, she is singing with the choir. So Ian and Haley, I think it's Sanderson, I think I've got that right, have written mm. this song called Golden, and all the net proceeds are donated to Future Dreams Breast Cancer Charity. I hope I'm getting all this right. Um, if I haven't, uh, someone correct me. Um, so you can download, stream that. I think if you go to Lorraine's like socials, there's a, a great interview with Ian on there as well. It's lovely to see his gorgeous mm. face. But yeah, it's a really uplifting song. It's kind of got that, um, you know, This Is Me from Greatest Showman vibe to it. Right. If mm. that's, that's how I'm pitching it to everyone. <laughs> so anyway, that's doing a gangbusters, that song, from what I understand. So congrats, Ian. This is, that was well-timed for uh, this, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> 
Tommy. Anyway, that's me waffling on. Well, at the end of the news, let's move on to the main feature, the triple feature tonight, <gasps> as we chat with Danny Minogue, Terry Ronald, and Ian Masterson as we close off our Neon Knights 20 celebrations. Let's put the needle on it. It is an insane pleasure to welcome back onto This Is Disco, Terry Ronald, Ian Masterson, and Danny Minogue. Hello, lovelies. How are you all going? Hi. It's the three Hello. amigos. Yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, the three musketeers. Three oh, musketeers. Yeah. So, such a thrill to have the three of you together. You've been on separately, Terry and Danny, you've been on, but this is, I mean... Disco. Three, <laughs> this is oh, disco no. threesome. That... <laughs> Disco spit roast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Don't want to know who's in the middle of that. So. <laughs> well, happy, <laughs> happy Neon Nights 20 to one and all. I've got my champers here. So. Oh, thank you. Clink. Cheers, everyone. I'll have a little sip. I think I'm the only one drinking. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm not drinking. Well, it's 10 a.m., so I've got another hour before I start. Yeah, I was about to say, and I don't understand what the point you're trying to make not, is. The trouble is I've just I've run out, so, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I guess one thing that we'd like to start talking about immediately, of course, is the incredible We Could Be The One what a track. So amazing. So good to see Danny back on the charts with this one as well. Like, it's just been such a huge, huge track. Uh, how are you all feeling now that it's out there and everyone's loving it so much? I am loving this song. There is some kind of, um, it's like glitter magic. Yeah. Like, if it was a milkshake, it'd be pink glitter milkshake. Yes. <laughs> something in it that makes me just feel all tingly and beautiful and um ian wrote it so i guess he can explain what it's all about because i think it's it's the meaning behind it and then what the song was for that has put so much emotion mm. um behind it well i mean i guess that i obviously shoehorned my way in to working on danny's show when i found <laughs> out she was doing it as ever and basically suggested that I write the theme music and the theme song for it. And because of the nature of the show, it was, I wrote it basically about when I met my, my, sorry, when I met my husband, Dan, which was at a Danny gig 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And wow. it kind Ooh. of chimed with the whole vibe of what the show is about. And it was written from a very personal perspective. And then I just had to persuade my disco sister to sing it, uh, which she agreed to do. And you mean Danny, not Terry, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't just wanted to clarify. Yeah, it's turned out to be something really lovely and fabulous. And, you know, we're really proud of it. And I think it has what we actually anticipated it would be. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an amazing experience, to be honest. And we so for anyone return. listening, this is for I Kissed a Boy. And, yes. uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
first UK gay dating show ever and uh, something that I was so, like, honoured to be hosting and proud to be a part of. And, you know, the boys know how much that means to me. I mean, the amount of prides and Mardi Gras I've dragged them around the world to and, um, <laughs> you know, the amount of experiences that we've had and where we're of an age now we, where we can put all of that experience kind of into projects with love and 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 with with our friendship in mind so um yes thank you ian for shoehorning your way into writing the theme <laughs> tune for i kiss the boy and for, yeah, i told um, you i was right i'm always right this is the thing yeah <laughs> people don't listen <laughs> no <laughs> And I assume this will be this will continue on to be the I Kissed a Girl theme. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. So we're filming I Kissed a Girl um, shortly. I will be flying back um, to Italy and we'll be filming with all of the girls. And, mm -hmm. again, that'll be truly groundbreaking and it will have Ian's magical mastery of music all over it. Oh, back to the Masseria, my my yeah. new favourite word. I think it's, I want to rename my own house the Masseria. The Masseria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's also seen the return of the trouser enthusiasts, which mm. has made me very very happy. Uh, let's let's talk about those remixes. Oh my god! I think this is Ian back to his absolute star power, where he was living it, larging it up, and we dragged him to um, Sydney for his first Mardi Gras, and I was performing uh, Trails Enthusiast remix um, of All I Want to Do on stage. It was the first ever all-girl show at Mardi Gras ever. So it was. it's kind of a nice lead-in now with Ian's song being the theme tune for the show, and we're going into filming um, the all-girl version. Mm. Um, and Ian has a way, I'm speaking about him and for him, but he's got a way of transporting himself into what it's going to feel like on the dance floor and what that, where that song takes you. And I've always said dance music is, is uh, very like classical music because it can, it can really take you and move you. And if you get an amazing DJ, how they can just shift the energy in the room and, and make oh, it yeah. move. Um, and I guess we've all moved away from the dance floor a bit more onto other projects like books and um, musicals and TV shows and stuff. But wow, Ian, you are back, my friend. Yes. Oh. But I think I'm going to have a drink in honour of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of lovely to hear. I mean, I think all of these things, um, they just come about from a sense of fun and love, really. And... The best things I, I've always thought we do about by not trying too hard, we just do what we think is right. Um, so I guess everything we, you know, always done has been like that. And this single and the remixes are kind of no exception. Um, Adam, I, can't really, I would, sorry. I can't really give any kind of more insight into it other than, you know, it just seems like something fabulous at the time. Yeah. Adam, I want to know what it means to you because you're so into your music, songs, remixes, you know, you can just like things well, at the top top of, you know, like 
your musical knowledge is amazing. What for you is it about Trouser Enthusiast that gets you going? And Trouser Enthusiast remixes were a big part of my teenage years growing up, listening to Hits FM, listening to people like Paul Dowsley and Lisa Foley on Club Cow. And I remember they interviewed you, Ian, on it. This was back in like yeah. the, yeah, the 90s. And so I really got my dance music education through shows like that very, very much so. And also I had like an auntie and uncle who were just starting to go out clubbing at the time when I was just becoming a teenager. So I was getting a lot of their music that they were coming back from Melbourne with. And so it was amazing to hear it because it was very very much a trouser enthusiast set of remixes but it was very 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 modern as well so yeah it felt good it felt good to be back on the dance floor so to speak yeah, <laughs> yeah. well i'll take modern definitely <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i kept trying to explain it to people like it's it was literally as if 1997 was today and yeah, i didn't yeah. know how to explain what i meant by that but in my head that made sense like it sounded exactly like something that was a banger today but also 1997 in the best way anyway yeah, yeah. i know what i mean by that <laughs> i get it too well like i guess the the trying to recreate now stuff that was done in the 90s mm. and you know you know in their studios trying to recreate sounds that ian was working with back then mm. and it is very um you know harnessing that that 90s power because it's it is so now it is it is modern mm. But how music inside your body, in your heart, in your soul, in all of your fibre, and your little memories, that stuff that you've forgotten about, you hear a couple of beats, you get into that song, and it's like, whoosh, it's like a time machine. Mm. Takes you back to your bedroom or the nightclub or wherever you were when you were um, listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was a big fan, obviously, of like the trance stuff and that's that's always weaved its way through pop music for quite a while but it's interesting to see at the moment as well with this 90s resurrection that a lot of new artists are trying to do like Eurodance mm. <laughs> and because I loved that stuff but I would never thought that like people would actually go into that world and make it kind of commercial but it is it's happening right now Eurodance, Kim Petras, Slater like it's yeah it's fascinating watching those cycles come through and i'm glad this one has <laughs> yeah so yeah. we we had an incredible time when we all met as well and i think you know ian and terry should chat about that because there's ne neonites yes. 20 and then there's girl um 25 you know all being celebrated this year and yeah. you know great moments of being able to meet fans, sign product and stuff. But like when you go back into that studio moment of where we're all wet met and Ian's like, I've got this track called Someone New, do you want to like, oh. lay down the vocals? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's give it a go. Oh, my God. Was that the first one, Someone New? I'm oh. pretty sure was, we, were, we yeah. were going to write together, but Ian had brought that with him from Belfast. Oh. And did you, yeah. was that the first time the three of you then met? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was in a studio in Bow, and which uh, Ian shared with his other friend, Jake. Uh, and yeah, that was the first time we, we all met. Um, and, and I think it was very much, I think we ended up going out for a drink after that first, the first day we were there. We just literally, I mean, obviously I knew 
Dan before, yeah. um, but I, I'd never met Ian, obviously, but we, we just all became friends virtually straight away. It was like a, it was very natural, I felt. Mm. And look yeah. at you now. <laughs> now well, we're not <laughs> yeah, now, now we're frenemies. <laughs> no, and it was, um, yeah, I just think we just came at it from a sense of, of fun and, you know, and and you know we always work as i've said before in things we always worked hard in the studio but we always came at it from a very relaxed you know if we have fun that is going to come through on in the music yeah you know so we would all be constantly throwing ideas out and you know and we and there was a safe space for us to come up with whatever ideas we wanted when we were doing songs and you know no one was worried about saying oh why don't we try this why don't we try that you know which is nice because it's not always like that mm. you know i think ian knows how difficult i find co-writing with a lot of artists it's not something i prefer writing on my own as a as a lyric but it was never like that with this it was just mm -hmm. it was just all very because it felt like a safe space to just be able to do whatever and yeah and ian coming from belfast into london i'm sure you were like 19 or 20 being faced with me and terry who were just like <laughs> Uh, firecrackers bouncing off each other was it terrifying that was literally the most terrifying thing ever because i was i think i was i just left college i was probably 21 i think and it yeah. was my first job working in music basically i've been writing songs while i was at university and my agent at the time said go and see Steve Allen at uh, Warner's, Danny seeing an album. I went to see him, played, played him the songs, and literally the next day I was in the studio with Danny and Terry, which is so weird when you say it, but that's oh actually God. how we met. And it was <laughs> the most random case turned out to be the best thing that could ever have happened to me. Because, you know, not only did I get to work with Danny, but, you know, she and Terry became two of my best friends. So yeah, and Terry was only twelve at the time. Is that? <laughs> I know. Still, still astounding. Yeah. <laughs> he maintains that to this day. She's still twelve. <laughs> so by the time you guys get to Neon Nights, then I guess you're like sort of five, six years into your friendship. So I assume it's it's a lot more organic and just easy like mm. like who who yeah. goes right we're, off we go we're going we're going to go and have a session or like what's how does that all come about uh i think it just came about where we you know it was uh, diaries being sorted and what, what days are we going in the studio you know um it was we had our sort of set days and we would just do it like like any other work we do we all knew when we were going in and we would go in and sometimes ian would have a track idea or we would have some sort of oh why don't we try something a bit like this but because neon nights was so kind of you know there wasn't a lot of things we were going uh oh let's do a track like this because there hadn't really been a lot of you know we're taking things from like electro like obscure electro tracks and mm. like things like white horse and stuff like that which became um uh push it and uh push you know so they were all kind of it was all a bit we were just feeling like we could do what anything or try anything you know 
I remember Ian. I remember Ian really being like, because he had his studio. It's like, got the studio. Are you available these days? Like, let's get in there. And because Neon Nights had kicked off with Who Do You Love Now as a one single deal and that being on Pete Tong's label and then that sort of turning into an album. um, I don't know how you felt, Ian, but like, you know, pop music and dance music, that's his bag. And I felt like Ian just absolutely came to life and just was like feeling so comfortable. And so um, for me and Terry, we were just like, it's great to work with people just like confident, comfortable, let's do Mm. it, let's get on with it. And then so you feel like, oh, okay, you know, and then you just respond to it. So he was like booking in dates and we're hanging out and um, coming up with mad stuff and and loving it. And sometimes you've got to go through some stuff to get to other stuff. Um, But, yeah, we did feel we had license at that particular record label at that time to – have to copy any other songs which is mostly what happens at record companies you know give us a song like whatever is at the top of the charts by the time you get it out a year later it sounds like a a year later copy of something that was at the top of the chart yeah Mm. but i mean i think by that point there'd been as you said there was a history you know i I worked with dan and and then we worked, worked with on girl and then, you know, by then we'd done the tour, we'd done uh, Mardi Gras. There'd been so much stuff by then. So by the time I think, you know, we we did go into do Neon Nights, we all did know each other very, very well. Are you referring um, to the infamous Unleashed tour that, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody's allowed to discuss? <laughs> Whatever happens on that tour of us stays on that tour of us. Yeah, absolutely. That's a whole book in itself. I am ready to read that yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Mystified was the first one. Is that right, Ian, that we did? Yeah, probably. I mean, for that. The great thing about that album was I remember just doing lots of random stuff and playing it to you guys and going, how about this? And we came up with something like, I think it was sort of, even though it sort of seems a bit timeless or ahead of the curve, Mm -hmm. what we were doing was just me with my random electronic dance ideas and you guys came in and you were like, okay, we can do this. And we had that sort of headroom to actually experiment like Danny's saying it's like we weren't expected to copy other singles or other music that was around at the time it was more about us just having a laugh and seeing what came out of it and I think that's where the best music is always born it's just like from experimentation Um, but also Mm. you know the collaboration between the three of us because we really trusted each other so we you know there's you know tracks like Goodbye song is one of my favorite tracks, oh. which was on the album. And that's because it, that same kind of process with the three of us were like, let's do something really weird. And that's that's when I think we do our kind of best stuff, really. Um, I'm not sure it works like that so much now in the industry. It's, um, there's a lot of pressure on people to write the next single the whole time and... Mm. I think we had the luxury of uh, a record label and an A&R guy who basically just indulged us 
to basically said, look, you guys go do what you want to do. And, you know, we did some really great stuff off the back of that, I think. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that on the subsequent albums, like all the deluxe um, albums, that so many of the other tracks we did that didn't make it onto the first album, mm. uh, like the first pressing of it, you know, because well, they did make it as bonus tracks and stuff on CDs, but it's nice now when you look at it as a collection that they're, they're kind of all on there as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really like some of those songs. Well, yeah. they're the fan favourites. Like, if you ask yeah, fans about mm -hmm. what their favourite tracks from Neon Nights are, it, they're usually the go-tos. I mean, they're my yes. go-tos, so I can't speak for everyone, but the, a lot of them are. Yeah, in my so. top three. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because yeah. we are always right. That's why. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I, I was going to say that. So. Well, should we talk about those songs that Terry was just mentioning, songs like... Uh, just can't give you up. Hide and seek. Nervous, and obviously goodbye song, which is the big, big favourite. Yes, we could do a whole episode on goodbye song. Quite frankly, <laughs> I think so easily. I'm already thinking, how can we start a campaign to actually get this on the charts? Because I feel like it's but something we could do. I think I feel we need like a ballroom remix of that, Ian. Like it's so <gasps> fierce, like a real proper like yeah, ballroom. Yeah. Fierce oh, ballroom. It would make a great. Oh, please. <laughs> it is, I think it's in everyone's, yeah, like top five. It's, it's top my five dream, yeah. it's like, my dream yeah. Danny tour opener. Oh, yes. <laughs> I got the most amazing message uh, on Instagram from a fan. You know, I'm, I'm manifesting or it's on my mood board for Danny to pop out of an air vent, an air conditioning duct <laughs> and start her. <laughs> Tour, and I was like, oh my god, creative director, well, yes, <laughs> yeah. be incredible. Like, instead of you yeah, have popping up from like beneath the stage, as often people do, just from the side, <laughs> just <laughs> falling out, yeah, just fall out the air vent. What am I doing here? <gasps> oh my god, yeah, I brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> That's where I get to say I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> our, our favourite quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I mean, goodbye song. Um, we've heard it before that you guys were both in a bitchy mood. I think last time we spoke to you, Terry, you said, well, when are we not? Um, so, but we've never had you both on together at the same time discussing this song. So... I mean, what can you share? Well, I think from the, well, I just think it was, we had to, we did some more. So I think that that was one song that we actually presented to Dan, uh, having done it, I think, and she loved it. Um, and, and then added her own spin on bits and pieces of it. But yeah, I think we were just, it was one of those things where Ian came up with this track that, you know, it was quite a crazy sounding track, you know, uh, and, we just, I, can't, I, I wish I could remember more. I just remember us thinking this were, you know, um, quite mean and, well, not mean, but fierce <laughs> and fun. And, yeah, it, it was it was good. It's it so be funny on. because singing, singing that song, to me there's two tracks that have this similar energy. And Miss Eliza Day, there are two tracks that you love. So it's goodbye song and vibe on for me mm -hmm. I sing yes. you know with they're just they're so kind of 
they're so crazy and out there yes. and unexpected <laughs> and that's fun so good yeah. i mean goodbye song should be on everybody's breakup playlist like i know some <laughs> i know some people like their you know woe is me crying ballads and stuff no 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 there's a time and a place for that you need a girl power you need goodbye song on a loop as you flick your hair back pull yourself a drink <laughs> stand up tall it is ultimate breakup song so maybe we get it going through tiktok well, you know, yes. may, maybe eliza we can come up with some kind of like little tiktok hair flick dance oh, to <laughs> get it up there little get get some cory happening yeah i mean i think if you can whip up the this is it choreography you can do some choreography <laughs> to this song and i'm working on it as we speak excellent and then this is how it's going to chart yeah this is so okay. exciting this is so exciting yeah. my vision board adam <laughs> we, we'll meet afterwards to discuss this further <laughs> goodbye so we are finally going to have justice for a goodbye with song. a ballroom remix correct yes because yeah. yes. yes. ian and i have just been working on something else which is a completely different kind of product we've done this like out and out like ballroom kind of track haven't we and, and uh, yeah very yeah, quite funny yeah, oh, so you're in the zone. Of... Just keep going. Yeah, we're in yeah. the zone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. When do I get to hear that? Oh, who uh, knows? Just send it. <laughs> in a few yeah. weeks, when you're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird though, because like "Goodbye Song" and like "Hide and Seek," I think were originally sort of meant. Everyone loved them, and they were meant to be sort of singles. Mm. And for some reason, they just ended up you know, the way the, you know, record companies work just ended up being B-sides. But mm. I'm incredibly proud of, like, everything we did on that album. I think it was very brave and experimental, a lot of that stuff. And, mm. you know, mm. Neon Knights, uh, you know, without sounding sort of pretentious about it, I think still sounds incredibly fresh. Yep. And it does. was kind of way ahead of its time in a lot of the stuff Please. we did. And but I'm not claiming credit for that because it was entirely accidental. It was just me like making random mad noises and Terry and Danny going, "Oh yeah, this is a vibe. Let's do it." <laughs> it was never mm -hmm. intentional. It's just that I, you know, when I listen back to it now, I did the other day. I'm like, bloody hell, that's. I'm really proud of that. I think it's mm -hmm. like one of my favorite career moments. That album. And that well, Ian, all... nobody, nobody can write, like, Hide and Seek, we couldn't have written that as a song. Basically, that was doing Little Ideas, and basically you created that out of the kind of, sat, you know, the little melody things that we came up with in lyrics. But, I mean, that song yeah. is so bonkers oh, that it yeah. could only come from a, the mind of a, a producer that, you know, a, could do all that one. brilliant, brilliant cutting up of uh, lyrics but, and vocals. Yeah, but and... the thing is, that, you know, that's a safe space for me because that's what I always did with Danny's remixes, uh, the Tries Enthusiast mm. stuff particularly was like, you know, I cut up the vocals and switch things around and make it, the vocal would be something different to what we actually recorded. Mm. Yeah, Ian, I can, always you, loved can you sing the All I Want to Do Tries Enthusiast chorus? The, no. The little... No. <laughs> <laughs> Like the number of people who've emailed me going, what is, what is, what is it? Tell us, we need to know what it is. Like, I don't know. I just did it in the sampler and it sounded nice. And then, um, weirdly enough, but, 
linking completely different albums, but this is how our friendship just spans, how they're, um, you know, his vibe on and goodbye song for me as a singer had the same energy, but then hide and seek, which is one of my favorite, mm-hmm. favorite, like the production and it is so good. Mm. Um, for me, that has the same sensibility of everybody changes underwater in its mm. madness. Like right. it, there's a headspace there that's just not your day to day space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, because uh, I forgot to ask you this before, when you were talking about, you know, what's what's being said in the "All I Want to Do" thing, back to "We Could Be the One," because I completely forgot. All right. The controversy online of what yes. is the lyrics? Um, I think you've seen this a thousand times, Ian, because I think you commented on someone's post a while ago. Because one of those lyric sites put the lyrics wrong. You know how the well, internet, I it I, so wrong. I didn't think it was that complicated. Seriously, it's not. But for the listeners, um, let's clarify in very clear, <laughs> like articulated words, what are the lyrics but, to but, "We Could Be the One" that everyone's getting but, confused about? <laughs> I, like Danny's got the best diction of any singer I've ever worked with. Yes. I don't understand why people can can't get it. It's like it's which bits people struggle with. Oh, God, I can't even remember. It was what something it was. that I was commenting on. Um, online as well but there there were requests for a lyric video and you know I, that was that would be something that i would love to you know be able to put together so i you know it's pinned up on my mental I think it was even the, was it neon, someone thought it was like neon lights or oh, it was something that i think danny you had had quoted it in one of your posts but then the yeah. lyric and so everyone was like oh that's the lyrics and then somewhere in one of those lyric sites or whatever it is, it was completely different. And so then when yeah. people were doing their own little quotes, it was all mixed up. And then we were getting DMs going, what are the lyrics? Can you find out? I'm like, I don't know. But don't you just <laughs> love sometimes just getting it wrong and yes. singing the wrong lyrics? And it's like, you know, when your friend has a bit of spinach stuck in their teeth, like do you tell them or not tell them? Right. Kind of cute, like when you know someone's completely singing the wrong lyrics and you're like, so cute, do I tell them or You're not gonna tell us is what I'm understanding. No one's gonna clarify. No, I did clarify it in one of the posts. I just can't remember which line it was. Yeah. Um, It has been cleared up. Yeah, the lyrics are out there, so, you know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I think it was whether it was not lights or nights or something like that. I it's can't definitely remember. neon lights and we are yeah. dancing, yeah. not yeah. neon nights. Like yeah, I knew it was neon yeah. lights. I, I definitely yeah. knew it was neon lights. Yeah, because we were getting messages going, you know, oh, my God, like it's neon nights is name checked. And we're like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. And then somewhere else it was no, neon but it's, lights. It's, and we're it's, like, it's, it's obviously a nod, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about not not being too on the nose with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, that's what what my what my vibe was. But mm-hmm. when your vibe it's... was on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Sorry. your vibe had just dwindled over the years. <laughs> oh, so I'm I'm lucky to have a vibe, honestly. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, back to Neon Nights. Um, now that we've clarified that for everyone. We can all sing the correct lyrics. Yay. I love a good stuffed up or misheard lyric. 
Oh, it's so great. <laughs> There's so many of them that like I've kept, like Girls Aloud, um, Girl Overboard, I think it is, when she says, and your manner made my animal kick. But the way Nadine sings it, it sounds like she says, and your nana made my enema kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for oh, so long, I was busy. like, is that the lyric? <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> yeah, no comment there. <laughs> Adam, that's going to become kind of your, like, little, you know, famous bit, like speaking to artists and, like, you know, just picking out the bits that everyone actually thinks it's something else. I love it. <laughs> when Ian speaks to Nadine, they are, like, they both go even more Irish. Like, I've seen them have a conversation and, like, you, it's barely, like, I can't understand what they're saying. It needs the to Belfast come with subtitles. In. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that uh, little detour. Back to Neon Knights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where were we? Where were we? we spoke about a little bit about hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we keep going on hide and seek or should we move on to uh, move Just on. Can't Give You Up? We tracks that were actually on the album. can you tell us a little bit about creating just can't give you up if you can remember it we just did so many sessions i think it was just the thing about the things that just can't give you up and nervous are they quite they're kind of quite glam sounding as productions they're not quite as um kind of raw as yeah. and I think p- possibly that might be why those two songs didn't go on the album because they're quite glam, um, you know, they're quite shimmery, aren't they? Like both of them, yeah. nervous and just going to give you their very shimmery, spacey kind of disco electro. Um, yeah, but I think you know, but I do really like that sound, I, I really love that sound because it's c- c- very kind of you know, that you know, glamorous electro disco sound. Um, and I think we probably wrote those two sort of quite close together. We must have been in that frame of of mind. Yeah, um, I, I remember go, like going out to sort of um, sort of head candy club nights around that time. Yeah, and yeah, that was the sort of vibe that was there. So I think that definitely influenced those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably why they're kind of outliers. They don't fit sonically with the rest of the album but we just wanted to do that so we just did it yeah but it was cool because i got to perform those in ibiza so i was going back and forth from ibiza doing lots of shows ian's putting the shows together and the fun that we have with the shows is that you know we would love to um release them but we ian puts in so many samples and we do so many mashups that if you come to a live show you're going to hear something really new and something very special just happening in that room. And that's what I have loved creatively because you make the record in the studio and do you just try and create it exactly the same on stage and you're never going to achieve that Mm. or do you have some fun with it? The other thing is for for us um, as the artist, as the producer, as the writer, the ones that go into a single or go into a live show, you've heard them so much, you do get a fatigue with it. Mm-hmm. And so for us, just putting in those little nuances, the little differences in coming back going, oh, I've, I've, I've 
just added all of these bits and we're like, well, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> and that's in his zone of dance, dance, you know, music and remixing. And um, for me, I, it, I'm not just proud of what we've written in studios, what made it to albums, what's on B sides, what's, you know, now all on the streaming. But I am incredibly proud of um, what we've been able to produce uh, for a live show. And what I have to say is that these two guys, you know, us being the three musketeers, um, mm. is that just to, to get up on stage and do that requires, you know, an amazing amount of confidence. And not every artist has all of that confidence every day or, mm. you know, when the tour is happening and so you need your buddies that like fill you with this confidence that you can do it. And so Terry and Ian have this amazing way of, um, you know, filling me like a helium balloon and <laughs> giving me that confidence to go out there and to have fun with it. So, you know, Ian knows he's got to put some stuff in it that really makes it new for me, makes it fun that, tickles my fancy and I hope that when people get to the gigs they're like oh wh what was that and they're trying to find it then online when you leave the show and it's not yeah. there yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it happened in the room yeah, yeah. I, th I think the thing is like we've always had that approach that what's on the record is on the records but what we try and do live is something a bit different more and just special and you know, sort of in the moment. Yeah. And one of the you know the the amazing things that we have working with Dan is that she trusts us to be able to achieve that. A lot of artists wouldn't do that. They just want to basically sing what their record is. Probably it makes me work hard because I've got yeah. to learn mashups. Well, it's like well, Terry, no, yeah, Terry a does too. Then we've taken that bit out. Yeah. And yeah. Put something else yeah. in. Yeah, uh, and by the way, I've, I've completely changed the chords in this bit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> think, Thank you. I think, you know, I, but I think that's, you know, it's amazing. To like, I remember it. when you were doing some one of the live ones, when I think Dan was off in, either in LA or Australia, but you were putting together, I can't remember what the show was, and you said, I need to put a guide vocal down because I've mashed this up with this up and this up, and I need to send it to Dan so she can hear what, what exactly what I'm trying to do. And I went around that, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, <laughs> it was literally the chords were different. This was going from one bit to the next. Oh I'm like... God. <laughs> I'm like, she's gonna kill you, but she oh got it and she did it, and it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. I like you know. um, I like those really hard things. It's like pat your head, rub yeah, your, rub your tummy. tummy. <laughs> yeah, you I say think that now. It was now. quite a bizarre, a bizarre, <laughs> a bizarre reinvention of "This Is It," which was the one I remember, wasn't there? Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. It was Not bizarre. It, bizarre in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Like it was. It was quirky and cool. I mean, I don't mean bizarre in a bad way. I mean, it was. It was really different. Um, but yeah, I remember back, that. Backpedal that furiously there. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to bring up something. Speaking of the live shows, there've been a lot of old clips. Um, uploaded recently from top of the pops and different mm. shows and um don't you just live for seeing the ones where i'm on stage with my band and ian's in the background on <gasps> yes. the keyboard oh, yes. Yes. Can, so, can we can we just honor the incredible <laughs> <laughs> can you not please team? no so th th this is what i mean so 
the guys have come on stage with me and, you know, Terry's obviously done a lot of performing on his own. So they know what it feels like when I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, if I can get up there. And, and literally I say they pump me up because, it, you know, just telling someone they can do it and going, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine is so And when you get up there yourself and you're like, oh, my God, I'm on the top of the pop stage. Right. There's a crowd here and, like, you're wedged in between, you know, Mary J. Blige and, you know, some other, like, you know, blur or something and you're like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's make this good. Like it's it's absolutely terrifying, but please stay tuned. But like whoever uploads these, I'm just constantly like you know regramming and uh, putting yeah. them all out there because I live for watching Ian oh, on the key. There's so good. There's one that I think um, we posted last year sometime because it's you as well, Terry. I can't remember yeah. what it was from, but I was like, uh, I'm it might be everything I'm like, I want. <gasps> Everything I wanted, I think that was. Yes, I think so. Because then at one point, Danny, you go over and you've got your arm around Terry. Yeah, and, that's and everything then I'm like, I wanted. Yeah, I'm like, wait, is that Ian in the background? I'm like, who are these babies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's everything I wanted. Yeah, and I think oh, yeah. it was my other friend. My other friend Paul was on that as well. Right. Uh, Paul Lewis, yeah, who yeah. actually lives in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think what we can yeah. all what we what we can all agree on is that. Being on stage is not my natural habitat. Oh, you're you are a natural. We've all seen you on Drag Race. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with your headphones on, you are made for the camera, it's Ian. I don't know what you're thing. talking about. No, I'm not. I am definitely not made for the camera. There's no doubt about that. Our natural habitat is backstage and and and, and backstage after parties. There's always champagne. Yeah, and. You've got to shake it a little so you can pop the cork and try and dent the roof. So we go back to venues and there's backstage rooms. It's like, yeah, that's my dent up yeah. there. That's oh my, my gosh. Up there. Um, so yeah, we've dented we've dented a few roofs. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Never having any of you to stay here. No. <laughs> Just go to your spare room. What's that in the room? We wouldn't do it at your disco masseria. <laughs> I, I should hope not. I mean, I'd get you to sign it afterwards. Like <laughs> the three musketeers were here. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. Speaking of tours, while we're on it, I was um talking earlier today with um our lovely friend rob who was like wait when is neon nights going to be toured in its entirety as an album for the 20th anniversary and i'm like that is a great question and that is exactly the question i'm going to ask because i mean i remember i went to cindy lauper's like i think it was her 30th anniversary of she's so unusual, so unusual. and she oh. did. It was a storytelling thing. She literally went track by track in order of the album, and it, it was interspersed with stories about it. So that's wow. just what I'm visualizing for Neon Nights. Visualizing, okay, yeah. I mean, the guys just know <laughs> that whenever there's live show mentioned, it's it's this big roadblock for me. Yes, and you know. The biggest thing is just like, you know, today I'm at basketball game with my son and I'm like, I've got a few years left before he's, you know, he's just turned into a teen and there'll be a few year, years left until he does not want to hang out with me anymore. And yeah. um, I'll never get that back. No. And so mm. 
tours are amazing and memorable and, you know, all the moments that you have. But I, I have one song and I will never get that time back. Exactly. So for me yeah. it's like I, the live stuff has to be super small and really doable and I, I, I personally love the surprise moments that just yes. – it's like I'm a jack-in-the-box. I just like, pop out, yeah, yeah. Ah, surprise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what has been really fun, like the store signing in Melbourne was oh, incredible. Mm. Like, thank you to everyone who came. And, and, and my biggest pleasure is when uh, people waiting in line get to meet other people and you start chatting and friendships evolve. We've just announced the, the London one. The tickets sold out straight away. Mm. I'm super pumped for that. Um, Terry and Ian, if you're around and you want to come down, that would be Yeah, you didn't, like didn't tell me about crazy, that Crazy amazing. I thought you were going to say you're going to have to buy tickets. Yeah. Sorry. You missed, I, you guys missed it. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You should, you should come down because it's just – it's an absolute vibe when you are with, like, the people who tried so hard to like get online quickly and get those tickets yeah. are really into it. So you've got all these people in the room who are really into this thing, who have all of these memories attached to it. And you guys are responsible for like writing mm. that stuff. And there's mm. nothing better than feeling that and, you know, just capturing that, that moment of, wow, this was, this is 20 years ago mm. and we're still mm. all in, in the room vibing about it. Oh, yeah. the, the Melbourne signing was just oh, insane. What a day. Like, uh, the queue just, it never, it ended. It just kept going and going and going. Mm -hmm. so just... this, with the London one, it's a limited number of um, tickets. Yeah. So it's got to fit in a time frame is where yeah, the yeah, Melbourne yeah. one just went oh on God, and on just forever. On. People yeah. calling their friends, she's still here. Can you get down Yeah, here? yeah, come on down. Yeah. Like, Stop. Uh, so this is, yeah, it's ticketed. Um, so I can obviously only sign as, as much as I can sign. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be limited to just the, um, the product that comes with the ticket. Of course, I'm going to sign some other stuff because you'll have something from, you know, your, your collection or something a friend said, I couldn't get tickets. Can you take this for me? So mm. I'm absolutely going to try and, you know, really. Cause that for me is such a joy. You see me uh, post stuff all the time. If somebody sends me like, a huge part of their collection and i'm like yeah. how do you do that put that in the mail and hope that it's going to come yeah. back yeah. you know yeah. um it's it's you know that's you know writing it and creating it in the in the studio is one joy but right at the other end like you guys i hope you come down to that sign yeah. it'll be so cool well, it's a good cool. job because I invited the entire world back to my house with you to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. No, we love um, a house party. We haven't had one of those for ages. Oh yeah, I know. God. Yeah. Well, my takeaway with live shows is that Neon Nights 30 is when is a more realistic uh, tour. Right. Right. Okay. It's no. cause so, so you're not removing it from the mood board. No, 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 but I, I respect <laughs> where you're at and obviously being a mum is the absolute priority and so um, we'll wait till he's um, in his early 20s and then <laughs> he can come to the club shows. Right, yeah. I know. Uh, I was super, super pumped about Kylie's Vegas show and I was like, great, we've got to go, we've got to see it. And then she reminded me, no, you, you like you, <sighs> you, they, you can't be underage and go in there. Right. So. Poor little Ethan cannot, Aww. and you know, 
all of her nephews and none of them are old enough to to go and see it which is it's crazy um but yeah. Well, Adam and I are happy to take those tickets um, and go <laughs> instead. Obviously, yes. I would hate to see empty seats. Of course, of uh, course. <laughs> so of course. I know um, Lady Jazz will be at the signing in London. So I'm sure there'll be a little on the ground reporting. Who are you going to oh, have yes. going to Vegas for your um, This Is Disco report? Uh, well, we're waiting to see who has managed to get through to tickets. Mm. Um, I've I was getting messages on the day from a friend in Dallas who was freaking out because he couldn't get tickets um my best friend in LA is like no I'm going to try and see if any more tickets go on sale so everybody I think is (laughs) just waiting to see well just just to let you know I spoke to Kylie about it today and it's the most nerve-wracking thing when tickets go on sale Mm. and you want it to go smoothly you don't want that to be it's um, totally out of the artist's yeah. hands. Like, a a hard, difficult experience. You you want it to be great and it's just like that's the moment where you just like, oh, you feel yeah. like something's stuck in your, your throat and um, you're like, oh, they go on sale today and, and yep. you know, is all the technical back-end stuff going to work? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if Terry and Ian are, are going to be heading over there. Hopefully we'd be mad if we could all be there. Oh, you have yeah. to all three of you go together yeah, for a big right. Vegas, yeah. like crazy Terry, Vegas trip. It's Terry, the end of this all, year, are you, right? Harry, yeah. are you old enough? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 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 yeah, My favourite thing is getting carded in America. They're like, can I please see your ID? And I'm like, yes, 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 please. Oh, my God. Yeah, the three of you in Vegas, that's a that's a story I want to hear about. You guys yeah, well, can be it... our reporters on the ground live okay. as it's yeah. happening, but after the show when you've had way too many, like, bottles of crystal. Well, of course you have. Everything. You you have. Kylie, you have. You have a very obvious reporter on the ground that's going to be there, of course, Mr. I, a, Mr. who's going to be a, there for the whole of October. Yes. Well, I, yes. Well, I, no, but we want, like, drunken reporting from the three of you. <laughs> oh, well, then you send Ian. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eliza, yeah. I know your dream reporter is Carol Minogue. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Anytime she is ready to come on to This Is Disco, we are ready and waiting. If she wants to do a quick change Carol report from backstage um, <laughs> after she sent Kylie on and she can, like, do, like, have a little mic on her, like, lapel going, right, 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 okay, this is Disco, I'm backstage. <laughs> Carol's I- never never had one of those Madonna mic things, but I think she, she really she needs- enjoy that. Yeah. No, yeah. she does need one. I saw um, Ego, uh, the documentary about Michael Gudinski, yes, yes, yes. uh, the other night. It's fantastic. You definitely got to see it. And yeah. there are clips in there from the Mushroom Five concert. Ian, you would remember oh. um, that. You know, it was the MCG, like absolutely huge. Putting yeah. that. There's. It's a great um, documentary. So that there's just. There's a storyboard there of um, Michael Gudinski, um, what he's achieved with um, Australian artists and Australian music, and 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 how Kylie just like threw the spanner in the works with you know being the first pop rock label and really back then radio in Australia played rock music, rock. That pop yeah. music mm. that was 
UK vibes all over the place. It was Fonzie and Bonzi on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really interesting to, to see it. And, of course, I know Michael's story, but, you know, I had forgotten how glam Skyhooks were. Yes. I, oh, yeah. I got to work with Red Simons on Hey Hate Saturday. We also did Australia's Got Talent. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know, realise you wore so much makeup. The guys yes. will have no idea what I'm talking about at the moment. But, <laughs> um, it's a very Aussie niche. <laughs> right. Yeah, but th- there's a lot in there about... Um, yeah, about, about Kylie and, and how her music really changed things. Mm. So for all of the Minogue fans listening to This Is Disco, definitely try and get along to see Ego. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a preview for it when I went to go see the um, Australian horror movie Talk To Me a couple of weeks ago. And it just, yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks mm. really, really good seeing. It was seeing all, all those artists and everyone talking about him as well on the big screen. It felt... Mm. Very, very correct for yeah. who the man was. Yeah. Well, he, he, yeah. he was absolutely incredible because uh, he signed my publishing in Australia. Like oh, when I yeah. first started working with that Danny because he was just the most, he was the biggest person for outreaching to other artists and areas that he didn't necessarily have experience in. So even though he was a huge part of the Australian touring scene, he took a massive risk on me as a pop artist mm. because I was working with Danny. And he went, yeah, you're good. You're part of the family. And that meant a huge deal. So like when I went to Australia to work on Mardi Gras with Danny and you know to work with Jimmy Barnes on Mardi Gras with Danny, mm-hmm. he was literally like a sort of just a guiding light and incredibly encouraging and just a just a wonderful person like mm. you would you wouldn't i would not have expected basically yeah you'll get a lot out of seeing this um this film and obviously there's a lot of um jimmy in there and uh there was one year at mardi gras where jimmy barnes was performing at mardi gras mm. and w- I, we were performing there as well and um, we had some mad, you know, parties with Jimmy and the kids and the family and everybody and um, it was such a wild sort of oil and water mix of, um, of artists and crazy that we've all, you know, finally got to, you know, meet along the way in different, you know, capacities and, and shows and stuff. But, yeah. Absolutely incredible um, seeing that man up there again. Miss him, miss yeah. him. He was so, so good at um, uh, seeing the best in people and being able to energise you to activate and reach for that best part of you that you didn't even see there before. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's weird because, like, obviously, you know, neither Adam and I knew him personally, but there was something after he passed where, I don't know, like, Melbourne felt quiet. Like, and I don't know how to explain that. He was just such yeah. a Melbourne presence, both mm-hmm. him and Shane Warne. Like, Melbourne just was mm. so, it just didn't feel the same afterwards. Yeah, so him, him, Shane, and Olivia Newton-John. Oh, yeah. Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because in the morning I saw, you know, it was a year 
anniversary of Olivia passing and she's the whole reason I got into anything to do with entertainment. And then that night I was on my way to see um, the Ego film about Gadinsky and it's like just just crazy. Yeah. I mean, he he had a reach well beyond Australia. Like everyone Mm. in so many other music industries around the world loved and respected him because he was basically a groundbreaker and just an amazing person and those kind of people have to be celebrated there's Mm. just not enough of them in the music industry Mm. yeah his memorial was just i mean the people that kept coming up on the videos it was just a who's who of everyone across the globe Mm. and they all said the same thing that you were just saying ian like just it was a one of those the last of his kind like everyone said the same thing there was no one else like that Mm. there is no one and so yeah, he was he had his reach all across the music world and yeah yes and there wouldn't be Carly Minogue records without him so no. right. yeah so I think that you know everybody listening to this podcast mm. would 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 you know be amazed to actually go and just learn a little bit about the history of like mm. how it all went down yeah yeah, well, a, to- a toast. I'm going to just raise my glass to Gadinsky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, number one. Number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, shall we kick it back into Neon Nights? Yes. I suppose talk about some of the actual album tracks and singles, or single in the case of I Begin to Wonder, it was originally a track by JCA with some of the folks, some of the lyrics that ended up on the Danny Minogue version. I remember that coming out and being played on like the community radio stations here in Melbourne. And then as soon as your version came out, (laughs) that version, it was like it didn't exist anymore (laughs) because it had been replaced and everyone was smashing this song out. I mean, this track really was uh, a huge, huge pop phenomenon. I remember vividly recording that with you, Ian, and, uh, you know, we didn't know where it, it was going to go. Like, who knew that it was going to turn into that? But it was definitely fun, and it was quite... It felt effortless recording the vocals. It felt just like mm-hmm. it It did find its home. There were bits that we yeah. wanted to tweak and change it around, and uh, it was amazing years after... Um, bumping into Jean-Claude JCA at uh, different gigs around Europe because I was I was on the road, he was on the road then, um, and we'd bump into each other. But um, actually recording it, I didn't really have that much contact with him at the time. Yeah, it was kind of weird because, like, I think London Records, well, Phil Faberson brought, us it, brought it, the track to us, mm. and it was a dance record. Like, it didn't have second verse, so Danny and I wrote the second <laughs> verse together. Um, and it, we sort of restructured it into a pop song, which it wasn't before. Um, mm. But it just felt, I guess, really exciting. And you just knew it, was, it felt like Eurythmic Sweet Dreams. It felt like that kind of vibe mm. that we just knew it was going to have a, a pulse and a life of its own. So, yeah, it was honestly one of the easiest things I think we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, have we talked about Push yet? Push and Mr. Five? No. Oh, no, we haven't. No. Let's do that first. Let's talk about Push. What uh, track? I mean, these are 
like we were talking about earlier, just they have stood the test of time in a big way because they were so ahead of their time when they were originally released. Can you talk to me, talk to us about the story behind Push and how that banger came to be? I remember that that was Phil Favisham came specifically and uh, suggested we write a song around that sample. That's right, isn't it, Ian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he said, I I love this, you know, would you, could you try and write something around that? And that's, that's, it was just from there. That's how that happened. And again, that was really ahead of its time because that track, the original track is now played so much by sort of DJs. Everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, to be honest, I'd never heard it before. He suggested it. I had There was just, there was something in the groove of it where like, Oh yeah, it kind of it fits with you know what we were doing with Mystified and Goodbye Song and all that kind of stuff. And it's very think, like Dirty Hands, I demand because it's yes. like yeah. it's dirty. It's mm-hmm. filthy, it's, it's dirty. It's yeah, yeah. Dirty. It's like you know, it's yeah. the late night at the club, not the start of the night yeah, at the club, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of that is running through the album and. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely there's a sexiness to it that I love yeah. with that so, one. So that's what I remember doing that with you and Tell. It was like, felt really different and sexy and just reinterpret, I guess, reinterpreting something we didn't really know, but it yeah. had the basis of being something amazing. I think it was good that we didn't really know the original, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah. we didn't try and we weren't influenced by what was on the original record. We just had yeah. the sample. Um, yeah. And I've been back not... in touch with Phil Faversham since um, Neil Knight's 20s come out. Terry managed to track him down for me. Dig him up. So, yeah. <laughs> we've been in touch and uh, it's just been great. Um, the dancers I've got back in touch with that, you know, we're doing all the top of the pops, choreographers, oh, wow. you know, oh, video God. directors, um, the guys, um, Corpy and Black Cell. Um, so Terry, they asked for the um, put the needle on it vocals because they wanted to do a remix. Yeah. I have that in my phone. I don't know if they sent it to you. Oh, amazing. No. Yeah. Yeah, they got back in the studio because. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah, Corpy has left music, so yeah, it's like he's done photography. Yeah, so it's like you know, as much as it is for the fans a big thing for us, it's like it's so cool. It's friendships and 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 people that we've worked with, and not for any other reason, but you know, maybe it's kids or you know, people change professions or we're not in the same country or whatever for whatever reason. Yeah, no, you don't. You're not in contact. Yeah. But it's it's really I mean, brought us back together. I'm gonna see Bruno in October. I'm gonna go to Paris and I'm gonna have dinner with Bruno. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. I think what was lovely about the whole album though is I think although it was different teams of producers, we all became really good friends. We were all pushing towards the same goal. Mm. Whereas a lot of albums now are just like one producer does one thing, one producer does another. Well, that's the thing, because the whole album, all the tracks, they do sound like they're coming from the same place. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. there's like an executive producer who did like the whole thing. It's so cohesive. 
Well, there yeah. kind of was, and that was Phil, really. Phil. Right. He was yeah. like an executive producer on that, right. I, I feel. He had like a oh, little vision it was me. for it. <laughs> <laughs> you were the cleaning lady. <laughs> well, we had the, the great joy of talking to the lovely Liz Martins last weekend and hearing mm -hmm. all the looks and makeup and videos and what a treat it was to talk oh to her. Oh, my God, Liz. She oh, is. Liz, uh, Liz has been yeah. there for everything. So we're all quite yeah. nervous about that. It's like yeah. that girl knows a lot. Like I yeah. hope whatever spills out of her mouth is edited oh so no what? she was um, a, a uh, delight and polite and she was uh, she but, she was the only one sober Liz sober oh yes true yeah now <laughs> back then uh but um you know adam loves girls aloud and obviously liz has done a lot of work with them so hopefully yeah. you got to talk a bit about that and and then i think the only person you haven't really met is hillary Hillbilly. Oh yeah, she's um, at the top of, of the list. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's <laughs> definitely to the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she's um, yes. she's she's. We're following each other on a couple of Instagram accounts, so that's good. So I like that. Yeah. But oh, um, shoot. if I if you want me to, Hillary would be easy. To, I speak uh, to Hillary three times a week. So well, Terry, but, I would you know, love that because I Adam know needs the, to speak yeah. to her about you know me, but definitely girls allowed for sure. Yeah. 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 And Bananarama uh, and... Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've, we've got, um, I think by the time this airs, we will have already spoken to Corpy and Black Cell and Karen. Mm. Ah, yay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So That's excited. Cool. Yeah, so we, we spoke to Barry and Julian and Hannah a month ago. Right. Yeah. So, Is it all so going in the same episode? No, 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 no. It's all different. It's, yeah. No, it, like... This is our second threesome um, that we've right. had on This Is Disco. Right. So we seem to be doing a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of spit yeah, roasts, yeah. as you uh, said, Terry. So, no, there'll be lots of different sort of throughout the year. Okay. The yes, big so, celebration, yeah. the whole year is a celebration of, of Neon Nights, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you'll get to speak to Kaz about stuff that she's done with Kylie. And, you know, there's, a, there's lots of stuff that, oh, you know. Definitely. There's so many things that we could just... Yeah, there's so many tangents you want to go off. So you go off on a little bit, but then like bring it back. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you go down, you know, when you're sort of like looking over like a YouTube hole and you're like, do I dive in? Do I not? There's no yeah, turning yeah, yeah. back. So it's a well, welcome to my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, where are we? I think we can maybe start talking about It Won't Work Out. And there are quite a few versions of this track in existence. So. Are there? <laughs> just a couple i wish we could see your face ian i, I want to see facial expressions with all these little like <laughs> remarks coming in <laughs> i thought there were only two is there three i don't know three. Okay, which one was i paid for yeah <laughs> i know someone else did one mixy in that we went to pete that we went to he did oh, the mix horrendous. i think that went on the yeah. album but um, but didn't that go on the album? That one I can't remember. So it's like the what is it? The album version, the acoustic. And then there was yeah. the, there was the trancey one as well. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The weirdest thing is when we did the signing um, in Melbourne because the album was playing and it was like <laughs> we were there 
I don't know. All day. <laughs> it, was, it was literally. It was like, a long day. <laughs> I think I got there at one thirty, and then I mean, we didn't leave there till 7. And that, I we know. listened to it on the loop, as they yeah. say. Literally on the loop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every time it would get to the bell and I'm like, no, it's yeah. the vibe. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to cut it out and go, no, that shouldn't be there. I just wanted, like, <laughs> I needed to keep the energy yeah, going. Yeah. So... I don't know, it's one of those things I look back now and I go, I don't even know if that should have been on there. It just I feel the so same randomly. about that song. I, I, yeah. I feel like one of the other ones that we did should have gone on yeah. there instead of that, and yeah. that should have been yeah. a bonus track. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it re- it's a really nice song, but I think Goodbye Song would have been a lot better oh, on Neon Nights. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, even there's like a hidden track, you know, when they used to do it like, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. No, it was meant track. to be a single. It was meant to be a hidden track. Yeah, no, I'm talking uh, about. Yeah. No, you I mean think... a won't work out. Yeah, I'm talking uh, about it won't work out. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I think it uh, should have been the other way around. Goodbye song should have been yeah. the last mm. track on the album. But it's yeah. like mm. it's crazy when you look back and you go, oh, I really wish that had been different. But you know, you can keep playing around and and, and moving things around and and keep perfecting things and work on the mix again and again and again until someone mm. says, okay, it's cut off time. Like this is going to print. Yeah. Um, well, I, and there's always th- going to be stuff that you want to change down yeah. the track. I mean, I, I think that song is still a really lovely song. Obviously we wrote it as a kind of dance record and it got manipulated into something different, mm-hmm. which mm. I still love, but I don't think it has the same integrity as Goodbye Song or Hide and Seek, personally. Right, right. It being controversial, but no, you know, I, that's, I, I, that's where we were I, at the time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I still love the song. I love Danny's yeah. vocal on it. Yeah. I love how we executed it. I j- it was never, I guess, the song had the attitude as much as some of the ones which were in the album. Right. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you agree, Tel? Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. I always feel like, I really like the song, but I always I, I always wonder why it was on there uh, as we had like, I think four others that we'd done that, that ended up as different bonus tracks and mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I always thought yeah. it was weird. It's, it's particularly with Goodbye Song. Which, yeah. yeah. Um, but, it's, yeah, but it's fine. It's one of those things, isn't it? So, it's, so I there's do a love thing the about, um, you know, tracks that get on albums, stuff that's B-sides and stuff that's, you know, hidden tracks and all of that. But I cannot tell you what peeves me off more than anything else is when unreleased stuff gets out there because mm. as an artist you have to work through stuff and pick out the best bits and put them together and polish it and make it it's it's your artwork is mm. the bits that went on there and the bits that were not on there yeah. and there's nothing that winds me up more than just people having access to the stuff that was never meant to be mm. yeah ever heard by anyone mm. so i'm just saying that that off I thought, to... i'll put that on record oh yeah get it out <laughs> well there's leaks of everything at the moment, and it's yeah, it's bizarre. Oh, it's been and, the, and also, 
it's it's um you know sometimes things are half finished and i think people hear about you know the names of something that might be being written you know you might do an interview and say oh, we're working on a song called this and then forever even though that song never gets finished it's like well, what happened to that where's that song right, that? Right. and you know yeah, and then there'll be some like crappy demo of it that was like a scratch vocal and no production. Crappy demo. Crappy <laughs> demo. I'm not talking about our songs in general. In general, you know, and the it thing has happened is with that... like everyone from Madonna to everyone. It yeah. You but know, there's nothing um, that stifles creativity more because you've you've heard these guys um, say it. You've heard me say it. I've heard it from your interviews on previous episodes of this. When you're in a safe space, you're able to experiment. You're able to try things. And guess what? Most of it's shit. Yeah. You know, it just (laughs) is. And and you, it's terrifying to think that that stuff is going to be heard by people. Mm. Like that you have to have that safe creative space to should try stuff. So for all the fans out there who are like, I want to hear this, I want to hear this, it was never released, <laughs> guess what? It actually, it, it, it forces artists to go, you know what, I never, ever want to go in the studio again because yeah. it means that everything that I do is somehow going to be unearthed by someone. And you know what? I don't want to do that. It's like, mm. it's like when you have a photo album, you put your favourite photos in there. Imagine taking all the best ones out and putting in all the others that you never ever wanted anyone to see and having Mm. an album of those and everyone pouring through them. That's how personal it is and how Mm. um, upsetting it is, you know, really, really is gets you to the bone. So I I would say to any fans who want to support artists that they love is just like, don't, don't, don't create a market for someone to, be at a record company and go, I know this is worth a lot and mm. I will, you know, get it out there. Mm. Don't create a market a market mm. that is wanting um, that stuff to come out because you will really, really actually just um, stop artists ever going in the studio again. Mm. That's yeah. what will happen. Well, look what happened to with when Rebel Heart was just about to come out, Madonna's Rebel Heart, and about a good... Eight, nine months before it was due to come out, the entire album and every single one of its demos leaked in one hit. And then they quickly rushed to get some of the songs to sound different before it came out on the album. So the original sound of what the album was supposed to sound like was then changed because people had heard it and she, I guess, had panicked. And there's even, like, to, to today, like... I know, Eliza, you haven't seen much of it, but with the lead up to Kylie's tension, there's so many Kylie fan sites that are sharing links to full tracks from the album. Yeah, that's... And demos, and it's like, are you mad? What are you doing? You're supposed to be like a fan page for her and you're sharing MP3 links and like, you know, a lot of those sites, those accounts have now gone. Some of them are still up. Yeah, I don't understand. It really... Because if, on top of everything else, I think as a fan, as a listener, it actually, well, I think, ruins the experience when you sit down, when you get an album, and you hear it as it was supposed to be heard mm. by the artist. Like, that's the whole experience. You get 
the final product and then you experience it properly instead of on some crappy mp3 and it's you know it gets to the point now where you're scrolling through whatever you're scrolling through and someone's posted something and you don't even know that it's an audio and it starts playing automatically and you're like i didn't mm. I, I didn't even yeah. want to hear this and then you're like what am i listening to and then they will be like oh it's a leak and you're like i, I don't want to listen to this mm. and then everyone's trying to sort of outdo each other of who can post a leak first and <laughs> anyway gets, we could rant about this all day because adam mm. and i bitch about it a lot because it bothers us yeah. immensely but you won't see that on this is disco <laughs> no <laughs> but interesting to have this conversation with artists writer producer mm. uh, podcasters and fans and we are all fans of music yes. you know to just say it's not cool <laughs> unless it's like no. you guys specifically going hey here's my you know album unleashed here's some stuff from the vault that i you yeah. know i want you to hear mm. guess what surprise yeah. Which is we'll always amazing. That will never happen. That will never happen. <laughs> no. But that's yeah. that's a situation, I guess, where it's that's exciting. But if there's something mm. dirty or I don't know, icky. Yeah. When you it, when it comes, when it, you're like, who did this? Who's the person that? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We could quickly talk about the fact that I thought we mentioned it at the start. Melbourne in-store was huge. The UK in-store at the time of recording is coming. Mm -hmm. We'll probably have like a roving reporter maybe. Yes, or a few. Or a few <laughs> to, to report back to us. But Danny, like those tickets sold out so, so fast. Like my mentions, I posted about, I retweeted your post and I was like, UK Stanny is attention. And then I went to bed and then I woke up and everyone was venting to me that they didn't get tickets. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, we we knew that. Like, uh, I really researched into the place and how they do everything, and mm. you know what what the options are. And you want to be able to have the time to spend a moment with each person mm. without rushing. Yeah. But then you've got to be in the time frame, so there has to be a limit on those tickets. It's awesome that, you know, they went fast. Um, a friend just messaged me literally before we started this podcast going, on that day there is a scheduled um, train strike and there will be a lot of people trying to get there by train. And she said, look, it might be cancelled by the time we get closer to the event because these things are changing around all the time. Mm. But that's, that's the biggest thing that worries me um, is just people who... And manage to get a ticket, being able to get there. Um, I mean, you guys are on the, the ground in London, Terry and Ian, and um, every time I'm there working or, or um, doing business calls at night time from Australia, it's like there's either a tube strike, strike or a train strike. <laughs> and um, I get why they have to do that. I really understand that they really need to, <laughs> you know, try and change the system. But, um, yeah please, whoever's got tickets, I'm, I'm very well aware of that as well and how difficult it's mm. going to be. So whoever does manage to get there, I'm going to be pumped. Well, I mean, the house mm. party will be at Ian's afterwards, so if people can't make the signing... Um, yeah. Just head there. Yeah, you yeah. just head to Ian's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Silence from Ian. <laughs> That's given. Well, it must be amazing for the three of you to see just the success of it this year. Like, did you imagine 20 years ago that 
20 years later, you would be celebrating this album on vinyl, sell out in stores, top of the vinyl charts. Mm-hmm. Like, like no, what is the feeling? Do you just, do you just like message each other going, what the? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to say we were always right from the start. Yeah. <laughs> you go, yeah, always no, right from the start. <laughs> yeah. Ian says, see, we should be doing more new music. That's all I get from him. See, uh-huh. yeah, I agree. where's the microphone? I agree. I agree. When he yes, yes, yes. it. Yeah, keep that up, Ian. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, oh, we're both just so thrilled for you all. Yes. And, I mean, it's the album deserves all the flowers it's getting. It's, I mean, everyone that messages us about it, it's not just like it's, it's my favorite Danny album, or it's it's one of my favorites. It's always like this is my you know top favorite album of anyone ever. It's one of the greatest pop albums. Like it's the messages we get about it constantly, even before this year. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first started the podcast, we were like, okay, what what album do we start with? Like, and we were like, well, let's just put it. You know, we did an introduction episode. We were like, all right, well, we'll do a little, like, hi, this is who we are. These are our favourite Kylie songs. These are our favourite Danny songs. And then mm-hmm. we're like, okay, what album are we going to do first? And we're like, well, let's just put it to Twitter. So we put, you know, Danny, two of your albums, two of Kylie's albums. We're like, okay, what album do you all want us to start with? Because we are like, we don't know. It was just Neon Nights yeah. by a long shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, it just wasn't even a question. So that's the album we started this entire podcast with because that's, you know, what was demanded mm, along yeah. with dirty hands yes. so <laughs> you yeah. know it's the fans demand well i wish you guys could be there for um the record signing in london as well and thank you so much for coming down to the melbourne one means oh. the world to me and the connection i'd say this every time you're bored of it i'm sure but the connection <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that you give me to other fans of the music is insane and me getting um you know, to listen to episodes and and learn stuff, you know, that I don't know from other people that you're interviewing. It's just awesome, absolute credit to you. And it's a a ton of work that goes into putting this together. Well, it's Thank a joy, you. a joy to, to do and to work on. And I mean, I learned much from this podcast about stuff that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's basically like, you know, a diary for me. Yeah, yeah. It's your life. Oh, God, yeah, we actually did do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, is, that is actually kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, I think I think the song that needs to be written now, guys, is called This Is Disco. Oh, oh my God, yes. This is amazing. Disco. <laughs> All right, next time you're in London, we're doing that. <gasps> yes. Um, and I'm, then a trouser enthusiast remix of that. I'm there quite but, short. <laughs> yeah. only, it only took me six months to do We Could Be The Bomb with her, so, you know. <laughs> well, I think the bigger question is, Ian and Terry, when are you getting back down to Australia? Mm. Ooh. It's a long way. Oh. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Well, if he headlines like Sydney New Year's Eve, they will be there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if it was something I haven't like moved much further from, I haven't even moved much further from my desk this year. I've just been book, books, 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 books. So mm. I haven't moved. Weren't you in Thailand or something a year ago? That was last year. It's not that far from Thailand, Terry. You just go, it's, it's shorter <laughs> from, you just keep going. It's just like down. 
get yeah. pop on down. It's so true. Oh my God. Well, hopefully one time we'll all get to meet IRL. Yeah, yes. that would be amazing. It would be amazing. Get the yes. gang together. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm. Oh well, I think gosh. that's... Is that about it, Adam? I think this so. This is it? I think this is it, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a yoga class. It's 11.45 oh, and it's yeah. 11.31. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Well, and I've got a child to put to bed, so... Oh, I'm he's probably like, Mum, it's well. fine. It's fine. You just stay. stay. <laughs> he's loving it. <laughs> Actually, it's a weekend. He can stay up later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you guys for coming. And Terry, yeah, I know you're lovely. on the most crazy schedule at the moment. Ian goes into crazy schedule. You're all doing amazing things. So thank you. Well, it's kind of no, cool. it's been fun. No, it's been so, really fun. Yeah, yeah, so good to have so, you so much. all on at once. And, and Eliza and I thank you, all three of you, for this beautiful spit roast. Cheers to that. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Danny. Oh my goodness. It was so, so much fun chatting to Danny, Terry, and Ian on the show. It always is, but that was a uh, quite a quite a lovely venturing to a chat with those three wouldn't you say so, oh, so good to have them all at the same time right. like just such a thrill and that whole discussion about justice for goodbye song i'm still going to figure out a way to manifest that on the tiktok charts get that oh. choreography happening um this just has to happen if we can get a body language vinyl um i feel like we can get goodbye song um on the charts it's totally doable right right but also loved that chat with Danny about leaks, unreleased mm. stuff. We've been really dying to share that conversation <laughs> with everyone for a long time, but because it was part of this episode, you know, we, we needed to wait for this. But right. I really hope if people sort of, you know, hadn't had those thoughts before or have been listening to leaks that this has maybe given you a different perspective or something mm. to reflect on and think, oh, wow, yeah, maybe that wasn't actually okay right. to be sharing that mm. or whatever else. So, yep, yep. yes, it was really appreciate Danny, you know, sharing that with us from her mm. perspective and also, you know, Ian and Terry as songwriters. And yeah. Yes. Definitely yeah. one of the more exciting uh, three ways that I think <laughs> I've been part of. And I'm oh, just going to be popping off to the chemist in the morning to get myself some Plan B, just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've had a few three ways uh, this yeah, year. Um, it's, it's been... we, we definitely have. I think this is the first one that's made me possibly pregnant, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it's been very exciting. And also hearing, obviously, like we were saying, at the start of the episode, we recorded this like months ago. So, you know, when Terry was talking about um, that he was going to catch up with Bruno um, from <laughs> Nemo that in October, obviously that's been and gone. And if you head to Terry's Instagram, there is like the cutest photo of them catching up. And also a snippet of a song that they did together like 20 years ago that I need fully uh, released. Yes. The snippet of it was amazing. So headed to Terry's um, Instagram and you can find all that there so oh god what Perfecto. a treat what a treat well we're gonna piss on off out of here and yes. before we do though 
lovely Eliza, where can the gorgeous listeners at home find us on the internet? You can find us at This Is Disco on Instagram and Twitter and at This Is Disco Podcast on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Me at Ms. Eliza Day at those three platforms. platforms I can't even speak. <laughs> platforms I just mentioned. Um, and your good self. You can find me, Adam Disco, A-D-E-M-D-I-S-C-O, on Twitter, Instagram, and what's the third one? Threads. TikTok? Threads. Threads, Threads, that's right. No, no, I'm going to get TikTok sorted out, actually. But uh, you can also find, obviously, my show and production company, The Record Doctor, at The Record Doctor on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also just click through to the link trees for new episodes of The Record Doctor on Mixcloud, mixcloud.com forward slash The Record Doctor. And just... uh, for shits and giggles, I also have a new dog, and I was just going to ask about that, but I wasn't sure if we were doing that. <laughs> you can follow her on Instagram. Oh, Bella the Staffy Lab. <laughs> her full name is Bella Hadid. Just of so course. you all know, it is it is Bella Hadid. She has not taken my surname, but yeah, I'm very excited. She's a three month old Staffy Cross Labrador, and she's. She's uh, adorbs. She's adorable. She's pissing and shitting all over the house, though. And <laughs> <laughs> she spewed on me today after the vet, so oh. that was fun. Oh, uh, my God. It's hard being a new mom, Adam. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I would not have it any other way. <laughs> well, congratulations on the birth of your daughter. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I hope the labour wasn't too brutal for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, well, I guess that's probably a perfect note to end on for us. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Let's, uh, well, thank you all for listening and we'll see you all very very soon we're out of here bye love and kisses dance floor darlings you're listening to this is disco a monthly danny and kylie minogue commentary podcast with your hosts adam eve and eliza day